Today, again, as we're getting close to the closing of the church year, you know, Advent is the first day of the new church year. Our church year starts earlier. We start preparing for death. We start preparing for the second coming. We start preparing for the end of time. And so the readings in that we have begin there. And we start talking about this world isn't home. We're just passing through. You know, and the first reading we get from the book of Maccabees. Now, again, if you have a Protestant Bible, you won't have that in there because it's they consider it one of the Apocryphas. The reason we do keep it in there, again, is because that's what Jesus followed. Jesus read the book of Maccabees. Now, later, after the destruction of the temple, we call this the Septuagint in the Old Testament. That's what we follow. We follow what Jesus followed. Now, later, after the destruction of the temple... A lot of the Pharisees came over and became Christians. Now, remember the difference between Pharisees and Sadducees, as we've talked about before. And the first reading of the Gospel, the first line of the Gospel tells us, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, the Sadducees did not, right? That's why they are so sad, you see. Okay, now you should remember that for the rest of your life. Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection. So after the fall of the temple, which was the center of Jewish life, the Sadducees got together and they said, these are our canon of our Hebrew scriptures. And notice, since they did not believe in the resurrection, they got rid of all the seven books that talked about the resurrection. That's why we follow the earlier ones, what we follow, what Jesus did. And the Hebrews and the Protestants today follow the later translations that came after the destruction of the temple. But we go to the beginning. So if you go and open your books to the book of uh, Maccabees, 2 Maccabees, in chapter 7. 2 Maccabees, chapter 7. And on, if you have a pew Bible, it's page 505 and 506. It talks about the seven brothers. And each one, if you want to go through it, you know, especially on page 506 and verse, uh, you know, 4. Think about what these guys had to go through. It talks about the commanded executioners cut out the tongue of the one had spoken for the others to scalp him, cut off his hands and feet while the rest of his brothers and mother looked on. Then after they did that to him, while he was completely maimed but still breathing, the king ordered them to carry him to the fire and fry him. And they did, and they tortured every single one of these brothers the same way. And the mother watched all of them and encouraged them to gladly do it. What's most important, I'm sure you've heard before, what's important is not so much what we're willing to live for. Everybody's willing to live for whatever's going to give them pleasure. What shows what's most important to us is what are we willing to die for. That's where our faith comes on the line. What are you willing to give up your life for? Every one of these brothers were willing to give up their life for God. Gladly. Joyfully. Even as they watched the other ones get tortured, they didn't say, Okay, I didn't want to, I don't want to, I don't think I want to do this. Maybe I'll repent later. They says, No, I'll gladly give up my life. Gladly. And the mother encouraged every one of them to gladly give up their lives for God. And so, too, what does this mean for us? Well, every day, of course, we are called to give up our lives. Every day. And the way we do that is to say no to sin. You know, when you say yes to sin, what you're saying is, I don't want to die. 
What you're saying is, is I will not give up my life for this thing. You're saying that I would rather live for my pleasure, for my desires, for my will. I will live for me. I will not die. I will not give up my life for God or for His law. I'll do it my way. And so what each of us is called to do through the Gospel today, through the readings today, is to die to sin in our life. And that's why in the beginning I talked about the reality that sin in our life must be dealt with. We just can't sit there and say sorry again. Every kid at prep is very sorry when I catch them doing something because they've got to deal with Father Larry. There's an altogether different thing. That's not true sorrow. It's not sorry because they want to stop doing it. In fact, the only sorrow is, oh, I'm going to get punished. That's not the type of thing that God's calling us to. He's calling us today to deal with the sin in our life. The way we've said, I'll do things my way. The way we said that I'm more important than God, I'm more important than His law, I'm more important than my family, I'm more important than anything. I'm important what I want's important. And God looks at you and me today and He says, are you willing to die for me? And then all of us say, oh yes God, I'm willing to die. Then He says, then die to that sin. Get it out of your life. Die to it. And each one of us have a different sin that you know God's working on you right now and saying, I want that out of your life forever. Die. Become a martyr. Give up your life for that sin. You know, again, it's easy to sit there and say, oh, I'll die for God gladly. Oh, good. Do it every day. I once had a kid who was a male prostitute. This is years ago before I got ordained. And I went down and was working with him. Father Peterson called me and says, Larry, Kenny's really sick again. Would you go down and be with him? And I was. And I, we were at a retreat house. And I, he looked at me. I'll never forget. And Kenny said to me, Larry, I would die for God. I said, would you? Yes. I said, Kenny, the only thing God wants you to do is stop having sex with people. Oh, I can't do that. Then you're not willing to die for God. You see the difference? You see where people play these games in their minds? Oh, I would die for God. Well, He wants you to die to sin today. Oh, I can't do that. And you're not willing to die for God. You see, this is very practical in our daily lives, huh? You know, there's some people today willing to give up their lives to their country. Four of them at least have already done it. They died for us. They're over in Afghanistan now. People that were in my school are over there fighting now. People in our families are over there. People in New York have given up their lives already. They're saying what's most important in life is what I'm willing to die for. They're willing to die for their country. They're willing to die to save others. Are you willing to die for God? And if so, then what sin is He calling you to die to? Every day when you go to Mass, of course, it's the same thing. You're saying to God, I will die for you, God, right? Is that what you're saying? Because every time you say, Amen, at the Mass today, that means I would stake my life in what you've just said. I would die for what you said. So, again, when you come up today and I hold up the body of Christ and I say the body of Christ and you say, Amen, it's not just, I do believe. It's, I would die for that. I would give up my life for that belief. And that's why if you don't believe that, it would be committing idolatry to say, yeah, well, that's God in front of me. What happens is you're saying today, I would die for the Eucharist. 
went after the great Amen, through Him, with Him, in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, you're saying that everything that's went on before the beginning of Mass till now, what Father Larry said, what the Gospel was proclaimed, what the readings were, what the consecration was, Amen, you would die for. You say it every time you say Amen. I would stake my life on what you just said. So what God says, okay, then live it. Do it. Die to sin. Get it out of your life. Live forever. Don't live for the now. What are you willing to die for? Are you willing to die to sin in your life that you might truly live as the seven brothers did? As the woman and the seven brothers who died because of that woman who they married in the gospel? They all knew that this world isn't home. We're just passing through. And the most important thing we live for is for forever, not for the now. You got it? You get it? Good. Major Noah's love today and forever. Amen.